Thoroughly Modern Maui is hitting the stage at the Hamilton Arts Festival this coming week and it's a love letter from Rutene Spooner to all the Maori men in his life. The cabaret show tackles and addresses the challenges they face every day. Born and raised in Te Tairawhiti, Gisborne, the musical theatre star took inspiration from Maui, but his version of Maui. A modern retelling and add to that rhinestones and glitter and Spooner had his show. Earlier I spoke to Rutene about where the idea from this, for this began. You know, interesting enough, uh, this started in rehearsals for a show that I was making previous to this. I was in rehearsals for a show I made called Superhuman, and I was in the room with Jennifer Ward Leland, and we were just on a bit of a break, and we were reading through. We were reading through just the news, and we found this article on profiling, and she was quite taken back by it. And then I, I said, oh, yeah, quite matter of fact, oh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I get it all the time. I I mean, I don't actually own a black hoodie because I don't want to be seen in public in a black hoodie. It just autom- automatically, you know, um, people assume that I'm up to no good. So I just don't own it and I don't. And as I was saying that, I um, started crying and it was really weird and um, but it, it was a realisation to me that we're thinking about these things that we kind of just make okay for ourselves. Something that was so normal to you. Totally. And then suddenly you were saying it out loud and you realised how, not ridiculous, ridiculous but how yeah. crazy it must have sounded yeah. to someone who who doesn't have to think about that. Absolutely. And so in that, I, um, I'm always thinking about what when I'm making shows like how I can serve my community with them. And so the story become became a, a like a love letter to um, my brothers and my cousins and my uncles and all those um, incredible uh, Māori men in my life. Um, I started to think about all the things and all the, yeah, all the things that challenge them um, as Māori in the modern day. Uh, and so in that... You know, I was so fortunate to be commissioned by um, uh, Auckland Live for the Auckland Live International Cabaret Festival. And we spent a bit of time developing it. And in order to try and answer these questions on how can I empower my brothers um, uh, in standing in their strength today um, and combating all of these things that just come about from being Māori, I looked to... um, Maui, Maui being this um, this heroic or the idealistic image of of um, of of Maori men, and um, that's kind of how it how it came about. And I, I'm particularly drawn to the Maui that I am familiar with, that I grew up with, you know. And we we um, hold strong to our connection on the east coast to Maui. Um, his waka on the top of our mountain, mm. and um, and the version that I grew up with was that he was not only like this staunch warrior, but he was like flamboyant and cheeky and inquisitive, and so those were the sides that I really wanted to bring forth. And you say that's the version of Maui that you grew up with. Who came up with that version of Maui, or who around you? instilled that idea in you? I think it was, I was inherited, sorry, the idea of, um, well, that that version of Maui 
came through whilst at school mm. with teachers. I think um, the picture of Maui became a little bit homogenized um, and it became purely about brute and strength. strength. Yeah. Um, which is really foreign to me. Uh, well, not really foreign, but quite foreign to me growing up because I always knew he was like, he was a nuisance. He was he he was the king of going against the grain, um, and and he made mistakes. You know, um, uh, Uncle Derek Lardelli. He says, you know, he he Maui is our um, our symbol to be confident in going against the grain, and so um, it wasn't really a um, a going back to. It was just like, oh, okay, cool. I, I'll accept that people think of Maui as the strong warrior. Uh, but also he's he he did all of this and that and 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 somehow I brought that into the cabaret realm. Well, <laughs> cabaret is a, quite a niche form in New Zealand. It so is. how did you land on that? Well, I um I started I'll say the journey, but I started the journey um, with the modern Maori quartet, uh, and and as we kind of ventured internationally. Uh, I, and and of of course I knew the um, the version of cabaret that we've inherited from the greats, and I say the greats like uh, so Howard Morrison and Tuiteka and and Billy T and all of that. Um, but as I was going out, I I started to see how much of an industry it was um, overseas, and how yeah, and how exciting it was. And I I personally feel that. Um, Cabaret is so very Māori, you know. Cabaret, to me, is um, is a form where uh, it is a, a message that you and you're having a direct yarn to the audience. Um, and the only way that you can further that yarn is to either sing or move, which is a very Māori and a very uh, Pacific thing to do. Oh, actually, you know, a very cultural thing to do. And so it felt um, normal. And I can see why the greats like you know, Howard Morrison, Billy T, Prince Dewey Ticker just kind of thrived in that world. Um, but I was interested in, in, in investigating what it, what it looked like today. What did contemporary uh, Māori cabaret look like? Well, particularly, actually, it started, what does cabaret look like in Aotearoa? Because it's so niche here. Mm-hmm. Um, and how, how can we further that from the 70s and 80s? Um, and by going out and working with the quartet, I um, was able to see a whole lot of other artists overseas and go, yeah, it's that and that and that, and came home and go, and I sat down with um, Matariki Whataro and and all my awesome uh, creative team, and I said, like, let's try and carve out what modern Māori cabaret looks like. Um, and so this is kind of a result of that working question. Yeah. And what are some of the themes that are within this show? Uh, what, what you know? What what do you, and what do you hope people will take away from it? What do I want people to take away from it? Uh, well, it's an entertaining way. You know, uh, that's the easiest way. What does it tickle the heart and punch the gut? Yes. Um, uh, <laughs> and it's the entertaining way of um, talking to some subjects. And and I want people. I just want to open um, the door and and a little 
glimpse of what it like what it's like to be Maori today. Um, and I'm not saying that I represent all Maori, um, but in telling my story through it, um, and and having been on on the road with it, identifies with many people. And I I think in terms of like biculturalism and Aotearoa, um, understanding of each other is what's gonna kind of help us, you know, uh, get through. And and I feel like that's what this is trying to do is just kind of give you an understanding of what take a take a walk in our shoes, you know, rolled in sequin and glitter and all of the musical styles that um, a Maori Maoridom has adopted country R and B. It's all of that. <laughs> And you've got some pretty um, very sort of great song names. Can you tell me a bit more about them? Because you've got a song called Ratani Chutani and Goody in a Hoodie. Yeah. Ratani Chutani is a, a song that I wrote. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the song that Liza Minnelli, uh, well, her song, which is Liza with a Z. I've heard of it. Yes. Yeah. Um, and... and kind of this came about with just the inherent, well, you know, over the years, just being used to people slaughtering your name um, and kind of turning it around a little bit. And it was actually inspired by a, a radio interview in a Otago small town. I'm trying not to name anyone, but um, where they were not uh, willing to pronounce a town's name properly. And so I, it was just a little cheeky and fun way. And it's very country and it's very um yeah uh cheeky way of going it's so easy just break down a name um and uh you're gonna get like 10 points for trying uh, even if you you know trip over yeah um and goodie and hoodie is is again that song came from um, that moment of realizing the lyric is like, I want my goodie, oodie, oodie, oodie profiling hoodie. And it's just like the want to be okay uh, walking the streets in a black hoodie. Uh, but that's done in a really fun doo-wop way. And it talks about profiling, you know, the things of, um, and this has probably happened to many people, but um, of just being pulled up um, because you're wearing a hoodie. Um, by the police, um, all those sorts of things. So, yeah, we look at profiling, intergenerational trauma, the need to assimilate, mm. code switching, all of those, they sound really, you know, like full-on topics, and which they are, uh, but we are trying to, in the very entertaining way, um, bring those conversations alive. My grandmother once said, she's well, she said often that um, you you must always look after the visitors. So my audience are, are my visitors, um, but you can still have frank conversations with them. Um, so that those that kind of uh, philosophy is how we've um, kind of shaped the show. The show first premiered in 2020, and since then you've been touring the show and you're bringing it to Hamilton uh, this coming week. But you've also been trying to make it internationally friendly. Do you feel like you would have to change anything for it to resonate overseas or translate overseas? Yeah, well, I think that, that word you said, translate, is is, is um, a big one. I've um, while I, When I was over in Edinburgh with one of my other shows, Superhuman, that, that whole show starts um, in the context of Tūranga Nuiākiwa, Gisborne. And so, and it talks of growing up and doing kapahaka on the marae and all that sort of stuff. And that was my first look at, well, how does that fly overseas? And in my opinion, and, and it, it'll probably be a working thing, actually, um, but it's just explaining a little bit more. I think um, audiences know mm. um, to 
or they're, they're, what they're coming to, um, or, or, or they're they're open, uh, particularly in the UK, they're open to just um, going for the ride and picking up what they can. But yeah, it, it's such a fine balance, and I don't really have the answer. We've we've done a, we've had experienced it a little bit with the Modern Māori Quartet, um, and again with my other shows. But I think it's a thing that we'll find, you know, in As overseas you keep developing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You cut your teeth as an actor on stage, and last year you got to play Billy T uh, in a show. You've done you've done you've done musicals like Grease, Chicago, Billy Elliot, Jersey Boys, but that was your first time playing a Maori character. What was that like? Uh, it was incredible. Well, it was gr- it was sorry, uh, it was great, uh, and I didn't realize it until we were in in the full swing of it, and. I've done kind of shows that are autobiographical, but this was the first one that that said, you know, I speak the names of my ancestors and the genealogy from Maui all the way down to me. I speak, you know, about all my, my grandparents and all this sort of stuff. And I was like, and it wasn't until I was in it that I realized, gee whiz, I've never actually, I've always um, performed as somebody else. Um, and this was, yeah, it was really rewarding, but it was also quite challenging too, because, you know, the, I mean, that's part of it, the heart's on your sleeve. Um, but I think there's a honesty there that audiences appreciate. Yeah. You were born and raised in Te Tarawhiti, Gisborne, and you were immersed in Tikanga Māori. Do you credit your upbringing in setting you up for a life in the performing arts? 100%. I am so grateful. And, you know, maybe at the time not as aware, uh, but so grateful in my later life um, to recognise the the privilege that I had to grow up um, on the coast uh, amongst some of the greatest um, orators, artists, carers, um, and, and and the stories and, and also the depth and culture you know I, I always credit my the start of my performing arts life you know people go oh when did you start and I never started from drama school I always started from Te Ahaka, Kapahaka that's where I started I really it draw from that world now you know if I'm straight up this is a little bit of tea as well like if I'm straight up I, I came from there and I jumped I did the theatre th- I do the theatre thing I went into that world, a very mainstream world. I worked that mainstream world, and I really enjoyed it. Um, but they were two worlds, yeah. and and they were very different. Um, well, they were they had similarities, but they I treated them like two different worlds. And a show like um, Thoroughly Modern Maui is my chance to bring those worlds together um, by using and and recalling my old Māori and and these forms and, and uh, from the mainstream or the theatre world. Um, and I find it super rewarding. You know, uh, our show is, again, it's a continual working question, but our show, the structure of our show draws inspiration from whai kōrero, um and the orators of, of the paipai and and how they interact and how they lay challenges and how they jest. And um, and so we've kind of incorporated it into the way we work and the way we make. Um, and it's super fulfilling. That was Paulina Lau there speaking to Rutene Spooner. And Thoroughly Modern Maui is at the Hamilton Arts Festival 
uh, on the 29th of February.